So you love Jesus and are hungry for more? In this podcast, we will explore knowing Jesus, sharing Jesus, and learning how to share our story. My fellow brothers and sisters, these areas will make us strong warriors for Christ. And guess what? God will equip us in that journey. I am Melina, your host and teacher, or Jesus bestie, and this is the Holy Equipped Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Holy Equipped Podcast. I am always excited that you are here to give a listen and let me in on your life whatever you do whenever you're listening to podcasts. I'm just excited to be a part of it. So today, uh, I want to ask you a question. Do you ever feel like your experiences, everything you've been through, have been for nothing? I have asked this question of myself more times than I can count. In fact, I think I even asked it of myself today (laughs) as I was even writing this episode. Um, And well, at the time of recording this episode, depending on when you're hearing this, but this is something I ask myself all the time. And I think it's a healthy way of, you know, gauging kind of our um, direction in life, maybe, or just kind of our purpose, finding that. We're always seeking that, aren't we? But yeah, when I ask this question of myself, I often wonder, why did I go through what I went through? Like, okay, great. I grew from it. Awesome. And now I'm a better person for it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. But what am I supposed to do with that? There's no way that I went through all of that stuff only to keep it to myself and just like, good job, Melina, pat me on, um, pat myself on the back and good job. No, I, I just, I don't know. In, in my heart and mind, I feel like there just has to be more, right? So then it comes to that next question, but how do I seek that more of our lives from our experiences? What is that more? So this is where our callings and our giftings all come through. And I truly believe that as we seek God more and more, he's going to reveal that to us as we go, just as we go, as we grow. And the more that we're obedient, he will lay that in front of us, our path, our direction, our steps, our calling, whatever that is. I truly believe that because that is what scripture says. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So just seeking him, first and foremost, will be given that direction of what we're to do with that calling or those giftings and the things that we've been given. Uh, Of course, you know, from the very start of this podcast, I've always said, we all have a calling, and that's to go and make disciples for Christ. However, it's that how, right? It's the, the, blueprint that each one of us each have for our individual lives from our individual experiences. The overarching is to go and make disciples, but how? That's with our stories, but how? Through our experiences, but how? You know, so it's it's just like this constant asking, right? Seek first God. Um, but of course, you know, there's uh there's just a lot of that where 
it's a journey. It really is a journey. And I can tell you that because for me, even in these days now, in real time, even as I'm recording this episode for you, um, I'm in a process, and I think I always will be, in a sense, uh, finding my voice and learning how to use it. Uh, sharing and standing for something is like kind of my mission. Like I, I want to figure out how I share in a way to disciple and to stand for something so that I can hone in on my story and my messaging and really be more direct, right? If you follow me around any of my platforms online and social media, you probably have a glimpse of how I'm doing that currently through my blog and my copywriting business and my writings through my blog and um, devotionals and whatnot, and through my podcast. I'm still forming what exactly I'm doing as I go. I'm just kind of walking in obedience and letting it unfold as I go. You know, it's uh, if it looks like I'm all over the place, it's because I'm still figuring it out. Or if it looks like I have it together, I probably don't have anything together because I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> but anyway, the the other thing though was, you know, it's, it's sharing my voice, sharing my story, right. And, um, the way that I'm doing it, but then there's also something I want to stand for. And I've always tried to figure out what that would be because you can't save the world, right? you got to pick something. <laughs> so I wanted to figure out maybe I stood for a cause and what that could be for. And I always wanted to align with one. I figured after everything that I've been through, there's no way that I can't support others in some way, in some serving way, whatever that is. And I remember, you know, as I'm going through this finding process, I go down this rabbit hole of all the ways that I could possibly serve or wh where I can align that can make a difference in the world. And you just kind of stop. Uh, at some point and really just shy of, okay, I'm going to start my own nonprofit. I don't know if you've ever been there, but <laughs> that's where I found myself. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own nonprofit and okay. I'm not, but I'm saying this is where my thought process is, was, and I started to do a little bit of research. Like I actually went to take that next step of like, okay, I want to do that. What does that look like? And I started the research and guys, I can tell you, it gets overwhelming. There, There's a lot like kudos to all of you who are starting or run a nonprofit. And I hope maybe one day I can be in those same shoes. For now, I want to support one. So anyway, so that was me. I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, forget it. I'm not going to start my own. I'm going to pick one. So then you start to do the research of all these different nonprofits. I wanted to support a Christian one. I knew that. I wanted to support uh, one that backed women. I was kind of leaning towards women from abuse. Um, but oh, man, I tell you, like you just run into so many causes. There's so many with so many amazing backstories and a motivation for what started them, why like their whys and everything. And you're just kind of like, how can I, well, I can't support all of them. So, uh, maybe I just start my own. And then you're just back to this, like 
never-ending cycle of trying to figure out how or what you want to support. And like I said, I've always had a heart for women empowerment, especially after being a woman who came from a past where I didn't see myself beyond any kind of value past my body or my looks, um, or even couldn't even see past my own views of myself from a lot of the uh, mental and emotional abuse I went through to believe that I was a certain way or person. And, um, I, I even had a hard time, um, or had a past where it was just like, uh, I went to drinking so much to just perform or to cope. So coming from all of that, like just all of that in, in all different various ways, I knew that it was a journey for myself to be empowered. And I knew I wanted to do something in line in align with that. And I think that is why I've been drawn to victims in domestic violence or recovering addicts or women who are just starting over in life for whatever reason, whether it's divorce or incarceration or uh, just being blindsided by something like, I don't know, losing a job unexpectedly or getting pregnant and being a single, wo- a single woman. Um, so just anything where you're just feel like starting over. Um, I've always been drawn to that. And in that kind of pocket, as I would do my research and learn about all these different various types of situations that women are in, I also have heard and learned a bit about the women in sex trafficking. I figured a lot of the obstacles that women in all of those situations have been through to rebuilding their lives and learning how to love themselves and feeling strong enough to be somebody of value. Um, It's similar to something I... It was a similar thread that I myself had gone through, whether or not it was the same situations we've been through. And I think like through, um, through all of those, uh, similar obstacles that women have, that have gone through those things have gone through that even I've gone through or that, or even exper- experiences that you've gone through, whatever that is, uh, you know, each of us are either survivors or recoverers or overcomers and all have different experiences. But one of the things that I'm drawn to uh, is not a part of my narrative. So I set out to learn more and that is the sex trafficking aspect. So we hear about sex trafficking and how prevalent it is today as modern day slavery. And that's not okay. And it, It's something that, um, it touches me, but I still feel so vague about what exactly it is, like how it happens or what it looks like. And then one day I came across a testimony interview on a podcast. Um, I will link the actual episode to the, to the show notes to that particular podcast that I had listened to, but they were interviewing a woman named Holly Christine Hayes. And she's actually the founder and CEO of the Sanctuary Project, which is a nonprofit organization for the em- employment and empowerment of women who have been survivors of sex trafficking, violence, or addiction. 
So I've been pretty active about sharing about the organization on my social. Um, you, If you follow me at all, you probably have seen a few times that I'll post like their stories um, about them or certain jewelry pieces that I want, or even when I had bought my very first piece of jewelry that I was so excited to get. And I'm even excited when I get my next one. Um, but I also had recently announced that I am now an advocate for the Sanctuary Project. And what that means is not what you think it means. You might think, oh, um, you know, like influencers and they become an advocate for a brand, right? Um, that's not what I'm doing with this. I chose to be an advocate because I wanted to be able to kind of get kind of um, just more backstory, more content to be able to create to support them to bring awareness to them and what they're doing and their mission. So, you know, yeah, you get a uh, discount code when you use my code, but it isn't to, um, you know, it isn't because of being an influencer. It's uh, just something that I want to align with. And I know social media is a platform that I love to use my voice in. And I thought that that would be really, really um, aligned with what I do and what I believe in. So it's really exciting um, because it's more than just the jewelry to me. And so I'm so excited to kind of just talk about talk about this and, and why I support them. Why Sanctuary Project? So when I was hearing her story, Holly's story, I got a very real snapshot of her experience. It was very, I mean, very real, <laughs> very raw. And while I was not in sex trafficking myself, of course, I I felt like she shared some things and experiences that brought up dark memories of my own. Like it felt all too real when I would hear her share something and it like hit me. And then the pain that I had experienced from my past, it was like it came rushing back and I felt it again. And I was moved and I felt for her. So basically I have some points that I want to briefly share. Um, like I said, not into detail, but just some points. And so I picked three and I'll share them and explain why I, sh I picked like why those stuck out to me and how they impacted me. So the first reason or first thing from her story that stuck out to me was the lie, the lie that she had believed that put her in the situation she was in. So I was actually just shocked to learn that um, her trafficker was her boyfriend. That that blew my mind. Um, and then the way that she would have described that he had encouraged her in doing the acts um, because it was like a way of having control, like using your body to lure and control like I guess other men or something like that, but it was almost like a way for her to be empowered and a way for her to help and contribute in the household because they were living together. Right. So that got to me and it got to me because I have been in that similar kind of mind game where you do things out of your own free will, so to speak, like you chose to do them, but it's not something you would want to do it it's just it's so weird but it's like um i 
I recently shared how I have had in my own sexual past in my previous marriage, where I was a swinger with my ex-husband. And I didn't want to be, but it was my husband, right? Like, I'm safe. I'm doing what he wants. Um, and I agreed. I agreed to such certain situations, but it didn't mean that it was right or not as detrimental to my mental health or how I had viewed myself that had impacted me for years to follow that. So I guess with Holly's story, I had always thought that sex trafficking girls were only on the streets or like prostitutes or like in underground networks. I never imagined it could be a girl in a relationship with someone that she supposedly trusted. I felt that. The next thing that had touched me from her story was the desperation. There was a part of her story where she ended up getting kicked out from her boyfriend. He kicked her out of their home uh, because she was not showing up to the gigs, I guess, from the fact that she was just too drunk or too high and she would miss the gig appointments or something. I don't know. But she ended up being homeless because of that. She had nowhere to go. And she describes a moment in her story where she found herself crying on a bathroom floor, begging God to help her. And it was a moment that changed her life. And I feel like we all can relate to that. Like all of us have had our own rock bottom experiences. I, when I heard hers, I thought immediately to a few of my own. I think of a Thanksgiving night that was like any other supposedly, but I was blindsided by my husband having a man come over. And I remember after all was said and done, just crying and packing our bags to just leave to go home for the Thanksgiving break. Like it was nothing. And I felt like nothing. I remember crying in a closet after uh, an ex-boyfriend that I had had beat me. And in that closet, fearing for my life. I remember crying out to God to save me as I sat in my car during the times when I was struggling with alcohol at the highest point. And I'm just parked in front of a liquor store, just downing two shots of fireball and crying and begging God because I could not stop. Yeah, I told you, this stuff hits hard. It hit me hard when I heard that. I found that connection to her story, even though I had not been in her exact situation. But stories are powerful like that. And here's the thing, it's hard, but it doesn't stay there. And that brings me to the third thing that stuck out in her story for me. And that is the beauty. She shared about a time after all of that had is, was in her past, where she lived in Europe, I think it was Paris, that she started to develop this love for cathedrals and the architecture and the stained glass windows and just all of that. And I have to say, it touched me because I myself was a gothic architecture nerd. I think I still am. But in high school and college, I was obsessed with it. I saw like, I saw my innocent high school self as she was describing her love for those things i saw that 
the young, innocent Melina who loved art history and started out as an art history major in college. And her story pulled out this nostalgia in me of a time when I used to dream so big and didn't know the pains that I would go through in my life. It was the kind of art style that she describes from the cathedrals that she says inspires the designs for the jewelry of their of their company and uh for the sanctuary project the name actually is because of the cathedrals as well because cathedrals were a place of sanctuary for people a place for respite and safety so she created her organization to be like that a place for the survivors of the trafficking and violence and addiction for women to be able to start over in life but still need to learn who they are and most importantly who they are in christ the women that are served through this organization they they are creating beauty because of the jewelry it's beautiful jewelry with the beautiful story and they're creating i think there's something to be said in some kind of empowerment where it's one thing to read about it. It's one thing to hear about it, but it's another to be, to do it. Um, I, I just feel so touched. And even when I got my first piece of jewelry where it was like, I knew that a survivor designed this. I knew that a survivor made this. I knew that a survivor packed the package and mailed it to me with the little handwritten note in it, knowing that it was a real person. And because of that purchase, I could empower another girl. And that was so inspiring to me, just the beauty of it all. And so with Holly's story, after everything that she went through, she came out on the other side as a survivor. And that caused her to found her nonprofit, The Sanctuary Project, to be able to give back. So anyway, I mentioned how... I am still figuring out what my experiences are to be used for. And while I'm doing that, I want to be able to support still the Sanctuary Project as a cause that I can share about as well. And I'm hoping in this episode, as I was sharing about her story and in my opening up, that it impacted you in some way, in any way. Because if it did, then it means our experiences, hers and mine, weren't for nothing. And just by that, maybe you can see how your experiences aren't for nothing. And if you want to learn how to do that, just as I am, just stick around with me. I got you. Like, we can do this together. I truly believe, like I said before, that the greatest way to getting, the greatest way to learning how to do that is to get closer to God. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just to teach how to know Jesus, how to share Jesus. Doing those two things comes from our studies of his word. And by doing that, we get confidence because we get confidence in knowing who he is, get confidence in the truths that are in it and confidence in ourselves. Then that helps us in sharing our stories. And that's what brings the people to us that we can share to there's also a lot of healing in that. So if you'd like to come along and also begin your own journey or just follow along and watch mine, (laughs) I definitely invite you follow me on Instagram. 
I am at Oki Molina. That's O-K-I-E Molina. Or you can email me at talktomolina at gmail.com. If you'd just like to reach out or if you just want to share your story so that I can personally pray for you and encourage you, I would love, love, love that. So definitely reach out, send me, slide into my DMs, send me email, whatever that is. <laughs> um, but I, I want to encourage you. And that's what this podcast is here for. So again, I have to say thank you for listening and coming along with me in this journey every week. And with that being said, I will see you next week, my friend. My friends, thank you for listening to the Holy Equipped Podcast. Will you help me grow this ministry and the mission to make discipling disciples of Christ? That is, teaching Christians how to grow and teach other Christians, who also teach Christians how to be warriors for Christ. If this episode spoke to you, please leave a review. And if you really want to help me spread the mission, share this episode with a friend. If you haven't yet, follow or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If you want to connect and be besties with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Oki Molina, that's O-K-I-E Molina, and say hello. Just tag me in your stories or send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect with you. Until next week, know that you are called and equipped by God. Thank you.